area six and you live in the area, you should. And uh, later in the podcast, we'll explain why. Uh, but uh, yeah, have you been able to shoot much? Uh, not as much as I would like. I did shoot uh, Alan Coleman's match. Um, I'm, I'm going to mess it up. I'm going to mess it up. Is it C- C-R-S-A? It's C-S-R-A. <laughs> oh, dang it. I knew it. I knew it. Alan, Georgia State is a lot easier to remember. But, uh, man, I'm telling you what, it was it was an amazing match. Despite, despite. I've been doing this for a little bit, Jeff. That was the hottest match I've ever shot my entire life. It yeah, was. I've uh, heard. I mean, the heat, the heat index this year has just been brutal. It's not just the, the overall heat, but if if it if it was dry and there wasn't much wind, it can. It's just brutal. It's humidity. How was the, how was yeah. the uh, the gnat issue? Was there many? No, no, no. It was too hot. It burned them all off. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was. Uh, Man, it was it was over a hundred degrees every day. Plus, wow. it was like three hundred percent humidity. It, it was hot. It was hot. But you know what, though the uh, and I, I said this in front of the in front of the group at the award ceremony. Man, Alan did a fantastic job. The ROs, the match staff. I mean, you would be shocked if you were if you shot that match, you didn't know anything about it, and to learn it was the first time they had a. Uh, Level two steel challenge match there. It was, it was top notch. Uh, all the little stuff too, right? You know, all the stuff that we, uh, that we'd like to see at some of these more bigger prominent matches. They had painters on the stages. They had water between stages. They had an amazing prize table. I think the, uh, uh, the uh, um, donor uh, director there did a great job. Shameless plug for me, just saying, Jeff. But uh <laughs> Hey, but, it's okay. But, it's okay. It's it's you know everybody everybody that gets involved in a match needs kudos. ROs, uh, match staff, Mister Fixit. You know that's you know the Mister Fixits are always one that seem to be uh, forgotten. But man, when a stick breaks and they're able to get on top of that and and get it fixed and and be ready, it it uh, just keeps the match moving along. It, it was it was exceptional. And some people are you know hey I don't like the speed six and blah blah blah. And, well, if you're shooting in 108 degree temperature, uh, speed six, as we call it, is the only way to go. So I, I love that match format. It allowed me to shoot uh, a couple extra guns instead of just shooting one session. I shot uh, all three sessions, and man, it was uh, it was a great it was a great time. It was everybody they walked through the whole prize table and went back a second time for some additional gifts but you know they had great match shirts i mean food it, it was just i think we had chick-fil-a for lunch on uh on saturday then we had a uh, pizza for the awards and stuff like that it was can't say enough good things about it i think they were just under 200 guns maybe 175 somewhere in there i'm looking uh, here they- and based on it looks like some people might not have completely finished the match uh, but uh, there's scores uh, listed for 173 shooters. So that's okay. for a first year I, match. You know that's fantastic. Um, I'd if, be, if, be pleased if with that not, for West Florida. If it's not 250 guns, based on what I saw there next year, uh, yeah, it was it was amazing. So my hat goes off to uh, Tim. I think he was the range matcher. Zach Jones was running stats. Uh, and Alan for, uh, for 
match yeah, director. They did, a, they did a fantastic job. So I'm yeah, looking here no, at the scores, no. and I'm thinking there's a there's a, a shooter you need to work on making sure he's busy the next weekend because uh, I'm looking at the top six, and it goes Peterson Foster, and then three and four are Peterson Foster, and then five and six are Peterson Foster. And I think you're going to have to, like, poke that kid in the eye or something next time. Man, I'm telling you what, uh, Steel Target Paint Shooting Team ran that show. It was <laughs> it, it was it was really good. You know, we had uh, uh, the shooting Gigi was there. Randall Miller, yep. she walked away with a bunch of bunch of trophies and uh, or plates. And Caleb and I did too. We got a picture of all three of us together. But um, Caleb's younger brother Logan shot. He did great. Um, you know, it was a family atmosphere and their, their dad, Rich Peterson was there. It, it was, it was a great time. It was just, you know, it's one of those things, man. It was just kind of like, it was a big local match, you know, it was just yep. that kind yep. of, uh, that, that kind of atmosphere, but, but yeah, Caleb's been shooting lights out, man. We'll see what we got next weekend. We've been working on some outer limits and stuff like that, but he's been shooting 64 consistently the last couple of matches. And so, uh, I don't want to jinx it, but I'm thinking 61, 62 is right around the corner. So that's awesome. Well, you know, I will also throw in a, 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 a plug for the Speed Six. You know, that's what we've been running at the West Florida for years. Zach used to run it when he had the South Florida State Championships. And yes, outer limits and speed option can be separators uh, to some extent. Uh, but. Uh, I have to agree, you know, we uh, were very fortunate last year with West Florida and had over 250 guns uh, for basically a three session match. Um, yeah. You know, now RO day, we did fill up a lot of people came to me and said, hey, I want to shoot some more. Can I shoot an RO day? And I was like, absolutely. So that that definitely stepped it up. But that speed six. It's you can almost guarantee it's going to, you know, if you start them at nine, it's going to go nine to noon. You got noon to one for lunch, one to four and you're done. And uh, it uh, it's it's definitely an advantage uh, uh, for a, for a match to run efficiently. And of course, you've got all the extra amenities of, uh, you know, not having to need as many ROs uh, because you've got two less stages. Um, it's it's just. I think every uh, every director who's who's thinking about running a level two match um, consider going to the speed six because uh, it's amazing how uh, people really do like it. We've had that discussion a number of times. Yeah, and let let me uh, let me throw something else out there. I will say, and and I'm I'm thoroughly upset at myself. I took a new job here about. 12 weeks ago. So I've had my hands full, so I haven't been able to, to travel. And I will say that I probably missed the best match in the country a couple weeks ago in the most prestigious match in the country. Hmm. And that was hmm. Ely. Me, yeah. yeah Ely, I was going to say, let me Ely, guess. <laughs> Ely area two. Uh, we talk about Kurt, but it's really, it's really Maria. That's the brains of that operation. In case you didn't know. So Maria, you did a fantastic job. Okay. I guess Kurt did too, but they had what? 60, $70,000 worth of prizes out on the prize table. Something like and that. It, it was crazy. It was, Almost yeah. 400 shooters. It, 400 guns. So that's, Almost that's 400. Crazy. Yep. 393. And, and, and you know, okay. 
flip. <laughs> it's crazy. There's there's a lot to talk about. Okay, at the end, at the award ceremony, root beer floats for everybody. Yep. I mean, they had ice cream. They had, you know, they're, they're cooking barbecue out. I mean, snack vehicles. I mean, it just, and, and at the end, uh, just got posted last week. You know, some of the top shooters walked walked away with more than a thousand bucks in their pocket because they yeah. paid out a Lewis class system for uh, for uh, performance. No, that's fantastic. the Lewis class system bre- breaks it down into thirds, right? So, if you're the middle third or in the bottom third, and you came in first, second, depending on how many guns were in the the division, you got paid. Yep. So you got a lucrative prize table. You got ice cream. You got barbecue. You got pay. I mean, it's like. Well, you, I you, mean, let's face I, it. It's the, one of the other staples of that match has been the snack cart. That's always oh, yeah. there. You know? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. No, they uh, they definitely know how to how to go over the top uh, for uh, the shooters. And, you know, I've I've I haven't had to just talk with Kirk Kurt about it yet, but I know that. You know that that whole mentality is the match for the shooters. Give them the yes. give the shooters the best experience you possibly can. And it's not one hundred and twenty five dollars a gun either. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's uh, amazing. So I'm I would have to double check. I don't want to misspeak, but I believe that the match has already been approved for next year. And uh, I don't care if I've got to walk there. I'm going to California next year. All right, sounds good. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about the performances at that match because Woo! you know you're out there in Area Woo! Two, and uh, you know you that's that's the uh, the home area for uh, one Kenny Nagata, and he put down a fifty-two twenty-eight for RFRO. Woo! I mean, I'm looking yep. at these scores and I'm going. Uh and second place at a at a amazing fifty four was Jesse Misco and I played around a little bit and I said well what if you took their two best times the best time between the two of them what would it be and it's a fifty one and yeah. you know that pretty much says that neither one of them left a whole lot on on the table maybe a little but you know we, we there's there's talk from a lot of people about you know can that fifty be broken. And um, I'm not going to say yes or no, uh, but uh, it's sure getting it's sure approaching that range. That's for sure. Man, I'm I'm I don't want to be a naysayer, but let's say at a major match, I I he oh I almost almost threw it out there. It's tough. I it's tough. the likelihood of hood of it happening i think is really really low because the point of diminishing returns if you will right because you still have the draw time you still have the transition time you still have so on and so forth just shoot a 49.99 Woo! it's i like to see a, a big company step up and put you know a thousand or five thousand dollars to whoever does it at a major match, or maybe even this world speed shoot. I know Brian Conley's listening to me, but maybe, uh, maybe somebody will step up and throw throw down the gauntlet and uh, and uh, and throw it out there. But it, if if that happens, it's oof, 
it wasn't that long ago, and I know I'm the old guy here, Jeff, and I don't know you're older, but we're old oh, guys. Thank you very little. Uh, I appreciate you reminding me of that. <laughs> you're welcome, but it wasn't that long ago. You shot sub-70, and it was a big deal. And last, you know, three and a half years ago, when Chris and Grant and I broke 60 seconds, that was a big deal, too. And yep. Boy, now to be shooting mid-50s consistently like some of these guys are, my hat goes off to them for sure. But shooting a forty nine ninety nine, whoo, that's 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 a tall order, sir. You know, I'm just I'm just looking at the scores right now, and 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 just listen to some of these. These are crazy. This is Kenny's scores for Rimfire Rifle: five sixty four for Roundabout, seven oh five for Pendulum, six forty eight for Accelerator, six sixty eight for Five to Go. That's that that one there. That's that's probably the, the one that's the most remarkable. That's that's cooking. And to be honest with you, Jesse shot a six sixty three. I mean that is on insane. Five to go. On that's, five to go. Cooking. Speed option seven seventeen. Yeah, that's cooking. Smoke and hope five twenty six. Showdown five oh five, and Jesse put down a four eighty three. And here is the crazy one. The one stage, last stage, stage eight. Well, I don't know if it was the last stage they shot. Kenny shot an 895 on outer limits, and Jesse shot an 866. That's cooking. That is, you know, it's just, and you look at these and you're going, where are you going to find another two and a quarter seconds? Yeah. You know? To get down to that, to get down to that, uh, that forty nine range. I don't know, but uh, like you said, you know, seventy was the magic number not too long ago, and now it's it's you know at that upper echelon of shooters, it's just insane what they're able to do with some of these yeah, guns. Nope. Well, hats off to Kurt for again another match. That's great that it's it's set up for next year. I heard the weather was phenomenal out there too. It's always phenomenal out there. Hey, Jeff, is that the is that the fastest time I ever shot at a major match? It's if it's not, it's got to be pretty close. Well, you know what? Let's just go to since I'm I sitting here in front of my computer. I know. I'm pretty sure Grant and Chris have shot 53s, 54s at the it, World Speed Shoot. I think Kenny. Well, did. that's all I can do. I mean, I can't really look at at. I can only look at what was what's been posted, like what the world record is. Okay, for uh, the um, for the division. So for a match, the RFRO world record is a fifty-three fifty-three owned by Kenny. Just shot yeah. this past year, so he did beat that. Now, granted, we all know for those of you that are jumping up and down already, his fifty-two is not a world record. The world record can only be set at the World Speed Shoot, but he did post a time at a major faster than the world record. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, we have a lot of other things going on in Steel Challenge. Steel One thing that I was uh, intimately part of, and that is something that I've been, we uh, tried to get it in last year and it didn't work. And so we uh, refined the, the process a little and understood how we needed to get it through with the board. And, Steel Challenge Shooting Association now has a slot policy. So there are going to be 
performance-based awards at qualifying matches, which would be the World Speed Shooting Championships, area match, and the Canadian Nationals for earning a slot into uh, the World Speed Shooting Championships. I've got questions, Jeff. I've got questions. Let's go. Let's go. All right. So going to Area 6 next weekend, yep. how many guns have to be in a division for a slot to get awarded? Ten. Okay. And it's only so awarded I, to the winner of the division. Okay. And that's only if you live in the area, correct? That is correct. Uh, the okay. Way that we, the way that it's set up is, let's just say for sake of argument, that there are eight Area 6 shooters and two people come from area five okay that's still 10 guns in the division but it yes. goes to the and even if the area five shooters win it goes to the highest area resident finish so awesome. whether you're not whether the the number of guns determination is not based on area it's just based on the match and the Winner is the highest area finisher. And in fact, we've had some instances uh, when we've run the numbers in certain areas where the third or fourth place person ended up getting the slot because the people who were ahead of that person were not from the area. But there was enough to qualify uh, for uh, a slot to be awarded. And that is just for the division, no special categories or anything like that, correct? No. Well, that's the rule for the division. Okay. The same rule holds for class. Okay. Okay. Now, if the, let's just say for sake of argument, at, at Area 6, you're a GM, and there are 22 people shooting rimfire rifle optic, and there are 11 people shooting or 11 GMs shooting uh, rimfire rifle optic, okay? Yes. And you win. And you and win. I, and you win. And I win, yep, yep. You get the bid, you get the slot for the division, and there is no slot awarded for the GM class because you'd already yep. won it for that gun. Yep. Okay? Got it. Now – we do go to categories as well. Uh, categories are a little different, though. It's only five shooters, five guns to qualify the category for a slot. So take, for instance, me. I'm shooting rimfire pistol optic, um, and I'm a GM. I don't win the division. I don't win the class, but I shoot strong enough to win the category, the senior category, I would earn a slot. Okay. Well, let me throw a scenario at you. Let's say I'm a 14-year-old girl. Yep. I'm a grandmaster. I'm shooting rimfire rifle open. So I can qualify, I think, and that's part of my question, for junior, lady, and I'm sure something else. Your well, class say, and the division. Yes, but can I win it for both junior and lady or not? No. 
Nope. In fact, you can't even, if you were the, if you were the fat, uh, of course, juniors an age-based category. Lady is a uh, gender-based category, but it's still in the category. Okay. So the way that the calculations work is we first we do a potential and we we figure out who is is even a potential winner. Okay. Then we go through and we look at okay, who won the division and we give up we we the code that I wrote hands out, you know, gets a division award. Yep. Then it starts to look at classes and if you've already won for a for that gun in a division, you've basically burned a slot. Okay. Same thing. And then so we get to, so then you get to categories and, and it does all the age-based category. I think it does all the age-based categories first and then all the other categories. So uh, let's just say again, th there's that, that lady junior, she doesn't win the division. She doesn't win the class. But she wins junior, she won't get the lady, and it burns the slot. And no one, there would be no lady slot awarded. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Let okay. me ask a question outside of the slot policy. Sure. Can a, can a junior lady or girl, which I guess, I don't know, girls, ladies, whatever. Female. Um, <laughs> female. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Can that person win the junior as well as the lady? No, they're both categories. So if I'm 14 and I'm a female and I shoot the fastest time of all the females and I've already won the junior girl. If you, junior, let's just say you already won the division. Yep. And there would be there would be no slot given out for that gun. In lady no, or I, junior, regardless of the number of competitors. I, I'm with you. I transitioned off of the slot policy briefly mm -hmm. because there's been a lot of chatter about this the last, well, how long have I been shooting this game for? Where you'll have somebody that's a great junior female shooter that could win the division, could win the class, could win and just shoot one gun, win top junior, and then win high lady all by shooting one gun and have four awards. Is that possible or not? Awards is based on yes. how the match wants to do it. Okay. But I will okay. tell you this. Okay. Yep. Let's go back to last year's WSSC. I'm there. Just take out the lady part of it. Yep. Okay. Kenny Nagata for RFRO won the division, one GM and one junior. And he got those but, awards. But but that's a division, a category, and a class. Right. Can one person won more than one category for at, at a match at a, at a match with regards to awards, it's based on how they set it up. But my answer should my answer is I think they should. Okay. Okay. And that can upset some people, but the the you know, and I was having a discussion yesterday. Uh, and and I guess in Rimfire Challenge, there's some rule that says junior ladies aren't ladies. They're only juniors. Well, I think and I, we may need to get 
Pete or somebody on the podcast to walk through is yeah. back in the day, what happened, or at least the way that I understood it back in 2016, 17, is you had to declare which, let's call it a ca- uh, category as an example. Did I want to shoot for ladies or did I want to shoot for junior? I couldn't win them both. I couldn't win essentially two categories at once. And there was also something else way back when that was interesting where the high overall, and I'm thinking my man Colby, um, he won high overall and they awarded first place open to somebody else despite Colby beating them with an open gun. Yeah, I've seen so, that happen at other matches. And, and again, I I have my opinion on that. And but again, those those org, those organizations, those matches can choose to run it their way. OK, I, I agree. And I think my my message to all of this is in somebody else that's a match director. We had this conversation is. Some some big matches have gotten out of the habit of doing a matchbook, and that's their choice. But if there's nothing else outside of start times and how awards will be distributed, to outline them there, it's for a lot of folks, it's important so you manage expectations on the front end. I completely agree. Be upfront with how you're going to do it. Yep, absolutely. You know, years ago... Uh, when I uh, when we first started doing uh, the West Florida, um, I just gave out a single category award based on your overall match performance. And that is now morphed into if I have enough, I will go down to third. You know, if I have 15 uh, lady shooters shooting rimfire rifle, I yep. will go to a third place. Uh, if, if, if I feel it's a, you know, it's, it's, people like recognition and, and what's a, what's a trophy, eight bucks, you know, 10 bucks, maybe. Yep. And, and they're going to remember coming to your match and winning that. I mean, I'll, I'll go back to this last WSSC, you know, uh, one of my students and good friends, John beach got third place distinguished senior rimfire rifle and he gets to call himself a world champion which is very cool that is so awesome he he, he could get smile off his face he's probably still smiling (laughs) i love it i love it i love it there's a couple other things there that uh uh uh, well do you have any other questions because i have some points i'd like to to make sure people understand but do you have any other questions about the slot policy not not necessarily about the slot policy, but I will insert a comment here. So you have to be 65 to be a distinguished senior. Is that correct? Yes. So how did that how did that pass? Because our no, good friend wait, Kirk, uh, Kirk wait, 55 what? to 60. No, 65 to 70 is senior. 70 plus is distinguished senior. Hang on. So 55, no, no, so 55 to 65 is senior. Uh, okay. It used to be then if you were 65 or older, you were super senior. Yes. Now it's from 65 to 70, you are a super senior. And from 70 on, uh, you're a distinguished senior. 
So Kirk Grimes is a super senior now, not yes. a distinguished senior. Okay, I just making sure. <laughs> I, I'm watching out for you, Kurt. I'm watching out for you, old man. I mean, Kurt. Yeah, you're you're a super senior, and don't let anybody tell you any different. And there is some history. <laughs> uh, I don't know a whole lot about it, but um, uh, as to where that that came from, and I'm sure we could get maybe someone in the know to actually understand why they made that change. Uh, it definitely impacts uh, Steel Challenge a lot more than it impacts any other. Yeah. You know, than yeah, S- than sure. you know, Steel Challenge or uh, USPSA, uh, just because the game is more heavily shot by older uh, competitors. Nope. So, okay, well, let me point out a couple other things about the slot policy. Okay, back is, on back on topic. I got you. Okay, slightly different when it comes to the worlds. Okay. Okay. The worlds is not the top person the world's is the top 10 percent when it comes to division okay so if there were 170 rimfire rifle optic shooters then the top 17 are going to earn a, a slot okay now more than likely, many of those top 17 are going to be grandmasters. They're going to burn the slots available at the grandmaster level. Make sense? Yes. Same thing for... Um, now, that's division. For class and category, I believe it's top three. Once the numbers okay. are met. So uh, I don't think we're going uh, deeper than that. Um, I'll actually have to check the policy on that. But the point, of, the point of my comment here is at the WSSC, it does go to multiples. It's not just top. Okay. Yep. And realize this is, you know, for classes, we've got, I'm, I did the numbers. Jack and I have been warning the numbers. There are a lot of B and C and A class shooters that are earning slots to worlds and they should, they performed well in their class at a major match. So uh, the last thing that a lot of people wonder is, well, not the last thing, but one of the things they wonder is, well, if I won rim, if I went to worlds and I won a, a slot for rimfire pistol iron, and then I was at an area match, and I won a slot for Wimfire Pistol Iron. Have I earned two slots? I'm going to say yes. Did and I get that are, right? You are correct. The answer is yes. Now, the caveat to that is, can I use those slots to register any gun? And the answer mm, is yes. Gosh. Yep. I love so, it. if you want it in optical sight revolver and you decided at the next world speed shoot that you don't want to shoot revolver anymore and you want to shoot uh single stack it's your slot to register for whatever gun you want now like you can't it. give away your slots and i want to i want to impress that um there is a way in practice score to track who registered and what position 
uh, or what that registration is tied to if it was tied to a uh, slot, an early registration slot. So uh, I'm just letting everybody know um, that's going to be looked at and that could be considered unsportsmanlike conduct. So don't be giving your slots out to other people. That's not legal. Not kosher. That's, sir, that, sounded, that, that sounded a little dirty how you said that, by the way, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> um, lastly, um, for those that, you know, are, are, are wondering, well, geez, all these slots are going to be given out. And, and how am I going to get registered? Uh, there are still going to be a considerable number of uh, what we'll call open registration slots or, you know, open registration positions available. And we've put a caveat in there, which will also be checked that like, if you earned three slots, you yes. could pre-register and say, okay, I'm going to put these two on the Sunday afternoon squad and this one on the Saturday morning squad. Okay. You're only allowed to use your slot on the weekends for one a session. Okay. Interesting. Now, if you say register, pre-register, and you know, uh, we'll use a good example. Uh, I'm going to shoot Sunday afternoon, and I'm going to start on outer limits. And nobody else signs up for outer limits, and during open registration, you are more than welcome to sign up for a second gun on that and, right. and, and and still shoot two guns. But you've got that caveat that you can't use two slots. And that's just so we don't overload the weekend with all the, the slot winners. What percentage of, well, probably not the match because it's a big match. Let's call it 700 guns capacity. Well, let, let, let's talk about it. So what percentage of the match do you think is going to be filled with slots from the slot-based policy? 100? 200? You know, it's a really good question. <laughs> Excuse me. When you think about the fact that, you know, right off the bat, there's a number of slots that are reserved for RO day. So it's really not, It's while it's a 700-gun match, <laughs> excuse me, and there's a number of uh, ROs, that have earned slots that aren't going to be able to, to use them if they RO again this year. Uh, so I would, I'm going to guess less than 200. Because again, you've also got to consider the fact that we're going to be awarding slots to two people in uh, say uh, area two that shot great but really don't have an interest or even an oppor a possible opportunity to make it to the world speed shooting championships yeah and so that slot just goes unused does that make sense Fair so point. yeah my guess is probably probably less than 200 is is my guess we still don't know how many complete slots um 
are going to be given out only because Area 6 is coming up next week. And this is the reason why, if you live in Area 6 and you're listening to this, you should get signed up and go to the match. It's another match that's done really well. I heard they've got another uh, good prize coordinator there. <laughs> He's pretty charming, too. For, for those of you that can put two and two together, you can you can probably guess who that is. Um, but, you know, I've shot that. That match used to be the South Georgia uh steel challenge championships and uh we it was it's morphed into the area six match this year the range is phenomenal uh the ro's are great because i'm going to be one of the ro's um (laughs) you know zach's coming down uh to run stats jamie runs a tight ship uh i mean last year we're we're shooting and next thing you know jamie's driving around in a four by four delivering lunches box lunches to everybody it was he does it upright he's another one that does yep. it up does it up very yep. well yeah uh, so i highly recommend people getting signed up for that um i i haven't looked but i'm i have to believe there's still lots of room available um so let's get let's get that match filled out too but the number again the number of competitors shooting that match is based on where they're shooting defines how many slots will end up being awarded in that match. So as a good example, uh, while area two had, you know, 393 uh, competitors, I don't remember for sure, but I'm going to go right there now. I know area five was not as big but it was more varied. Okay. So yeah, pulling up here, area five ended up shooting close 369. Okay. But I think when we did the numbers, I think area two may have nudged area or area five may have nudged area two in the total number of slots awarded just because of the variation of of shooters and divisions and classes and categories. But the potential's there. And, you know, after area six, there's still, there has yet to be a area four uh, match scheduled. Um, and there's nothing stopping anyone from stepping up. And I'm sure, you know, if you're running an eight stage match and you want to turn it into an area match, uh, you know, you'd have to submit it into the organization for approval, but I don't see why they wouldn't approve it. But you're going to want to promote it because you're going to want to get the people there to get the numbers up so it does actually qualify for some slots. Man, I'll have to look into it, but a uh, friend of the podcast, Corey K, had a bang-up Area 4 match. Yeah, that uh, was two years ago. ago some, something like that. I wonder, uh, wonder why... Yeah, something happened. Was it two or three years ago? I know one year there was an issue. Um, there were some some issues with the range, uh, and and why it got why it got canceled. Uh, I I don't know the exact details, but I know there wasn't one. So, again, um, anyone listening in Area Four, uh, take up the charge and and hold an area match. There's still a lot of time left in the year. But once we once all the area matches are in, then we'll we'll know 
you know, how we'll be giving it out. And then Zach will be working with the organization on how that information gets out and, you know, when the, when the slots would be live for the match. Um, and realize too, for those that, that might not understand this, a slot is just the right to register early. It is not free. You still have to pay. So, uh, realize that's, uh, it's just, it's just a, a performance-based award to be able to get registered, uh, earlier. Okay. Sounds like a plan. I did hear somewhere that, uh, world speed shoot registration went up. Is that correct? Uh, I don't know. Not official? Okay. I, I don't know, but I'm, I'm sitting here in front of my computer and I can go to matches and we will type in world speed and I am not seeing anything with world speed listed. I am seeing the, uh, the pre-match, uh, at the CMP on May 5th put hosted by team match tracker. Um, but I am not seeing uh, anything with that. Let's just type in WSSC. Uh, no, I am not seeing anything yet. So Maybe uh, I made that up or heard a rumor. I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm there's sure Zach is, I'm sure Zach is looking at Oh, there's a lot of rumors. And, you know, there's one truth that I think is uh, uh, some may not have heard. So, uh if you haven't been uh, on social media or keep an eye on the, on the board meeting um, there is one other change for uh, the 2024 uh, WSSC. And that is that there has been a price increase per gun. Oh, it is. Yep. It is now, it is now going to be $125 per gun. Okay. As opposed to a hundred. It's been a hundred for the last seven years at least must be i'm finally getting lunch with my registration uh, i uh i am not saying that <laughs> really um i think if, if do you remember the uh the podcast we did with jake and he detailed the finances for the i believe it was the 2022 yep wssc yeah um this is a small step to help curtail the amount of loss that the match generates for the organization. So I know a lot of people are going, oh, it's a 25% increase per gun. It's too expensive. I'm not going to go. Uh, that is absolutely their, their right. Um, Everything is more expensive. Uh, I'm paying at least a 25% increase from seven years ago for hotel rooms. Uh, food's more expensive. Gas is astronomically expensive. Um, and again, I, I, I had nothing to do with this. This was a organization. I'm just or an organizational decision. I'm just helping pass on the word that uh 
I respect those that choose not to shoot because of the price increase, but I know I'm going. But my match, I, I've you. over the I'll last couple there, of years, sure. yeah, over the last couple of years, I've actually uh, done a breakdown of my expenses. You know, gas, food, lodging, uh, and the match fees are always the smallest part of it. I agree. I think, you know, the tough part on the other side of the coin is, is that you can go and I'm not advocating you go to one match over the other, but as an option for a hundred dollar match fee, I'm not sure if that's what Kurt and Maria um, were charging. It was at least 75, maybe it was a hundred, but I think it was, it was either 75 or a hundred. Um, the value that they received is exponential. I mean, back in the day, um, the, the type of match that Kurt and Maria put on is reminiscent of some of the matches of of days gone by, oh, meaning sure. that oh. big, big prize tables, big cash payout. I mean, way, way, way back in the day before before my time, you know, the cash payouts were were big money, like big, yeah. big, big thousand, thousand bucks. Thousand. Yep. Oh, no, I think it was 10 or 20,000 if you want. Yep. Back, back in the day, but uh, even in the last, you know, six, seven years ago, you know, 60, 70, $80,000 prize tables weren't the exception. You know, they weren't every batch, but there was, you know, the U.S. Steel Shoot, uh, which used to be called the Nationals, and 16 and 17, their prize table was probably as good, if not better, than what Area 2 was. Um, you know, well, there's $80, no doubt about it. I mean, it's just... The, out of out of control, it, but if you if you want to go to a match where you're getting a lot of shooter value for your money, although it's travel, Area Two is a great example, and I know there's some other people working on some great matches. Oh, there's the, there's the, no doubt about that. The, the area matches have the advantage of not having to pay. Yes, their ROs that's exactly it. That's exactly it. And yep. their hot and the hotel fees and yep. the. Yep. Uh, uh, food and all that for the ROs. That's, that is, I mean, yep. go back and listen to that podcast. That was the lion's share. The cost for the range was, was uh, not, not even close to comparing to what it costs to just for the, just for the, the people. And you can't, you, you're never going to get four ROs per stage working that match for free it's just not going to happen and so those costs are what ends up driving the cost of the match up yep agreed so i hope that explains it to everybody like i said i anybody that that i understand that you you feel that's not fair and i respect your decision uh and i respect your decision if you choose not to go but i know i'm going I won't go out. I won't go out to dinner. I won't go out to dinner tonight. <laughs> of course, now that I, now that my, I've stated, uh, now that lunch. I stated, I'm going. Maybe that's a reason why people aren't going to go. You know? Oh my maybe, god. Pro pro probably so. Probably so. <laughs> oh, how else? Anyway. How else are you going to get a picture next to the van that says, "Hey Jeff, did you know Steve has a home range?" <laughs> that's priceless, sir. <laughs> 
That is priceless. You know, uh, our our buddy John Bartis, who did that, uh, gave yeah. me uh, all the extras that he had, and uh, it's still well, on the well, van, well, but is it is version two of of the of the sticker. It it finally after almost two and a half years, it finally uh, started getting to the point where uh, it was uh, falling apart on the window. So I very carefully took it off, and that that original one is now pasted on the inside of the van, and there's a brand new nice white sticker that says hey jeff <laughs> no steve has a home range oh, that's awesome. <laughs> i love it i love it so. that brings me more joy and happiness than it probably should jeff i <laughs> listen i i to me it after just that whole situation and how that happened um it was i think it's it's one of the funniest that whole that whole steve has a home range ongoing joke is i love hearing it every time i love it keep it keep it coming people it's hilarious and all those people that hey jeff guess what i've got a home range now that's fantastic keep it up i i i've got big shoulders and i can take it (laughs) that's awesome all right well steve you got anything else you want to share with the people no i'm just going home to box up some more uh Grips and Magwell, so I appreciate everybody's uh, support with that initiative. And uh, through Tandem Cross, the Tempest Grip and Magwell is available. And uh, again, thank you so much. Been humbled, humbled by the support for from the community. Uh, yeah, thank you. I, I appreciate that. That's allowed me an opportunity uh, to give back more to the shooting sport as well. So uh, I, I really appreciate that uh, on behalf of Creekside Custom as well as Dan Cross. So thank you all. Well, if you're on, if people, if you're on the fence and I'm in a match, I guarantee you, I will have mine. Um, um, I, uh, I'm one of the few people who've actually uh, fitted, fit it to a Scorpion. Um, they are made for the Mark IV. Um, and I had to grab my favorite gunsmithing tool called a Dremel uh, <laughs> to make it fit. Uh, but they are phenomenal. Um, I wasn't sure if I was going to like it, and I love it. So uh, That's awesome. I'll say thank you, Steve, for that. All right. Well, you know got how some, we uh, got, 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 got some limited edition ones that I'm going to put out there for, for some folks that like some cool stuff. So more more to come there. So uh, can we, I'll be dropping some information. Can we get a Magwell? Media, can so. we get some really small print and engrave the Magwell? Hey, Jeff, did you know Steve has a home range? <laughs> Can I can I uh, can I send you my Magwell I, I and will have, have have custom do that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Free uh, of charge for you, Jeff. <laughs> that, that would be funny. That would be fantastic. All right, Steve. Well, it's been great talking with you. Hope the people enjoyed this. We got some good information out. And how do we end every podcast? Yeah, head over to rangestore.net. Use uh, discount code STPodcast10 for ten percent off of anything at rangestore.net. All right. Thanks, Steve. We'll see you at Area 6. All right. See you, see you next weekend. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.